This is Hope FM. Alan has come uh, to rescue me. Now, Alan is from Cocaine Anonymous. We've all heard, Alan, about AA, but maybe not so much uh, about CA. So what is Cocaine Anonymous? Morning. Good Great morning to, to you. For, first and foremost, in this wonderful morning. Um, so Cocaine Anonymous is a, uh, it's a fellowship of men and women who um, get together. They share their experience, strength and hope with with a target and a view to support and help each other solve problems related to drugs and alcohol. It's not drug specific. It's not even cocaine specific, as the name might first suggest. So in many ways, it's similar to the 12 step fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous that some people will have heard of. But it's more around drugs and alcohol rather than just alcohol now obviously you've mentioned the 12 steps there and the, and the program is based around the 12 steps as indeed it, uh, is the aa program but for those who have no idea what the 12 steps are uh, what are they so our literature says um that it's a, the 12 step recovery recovery we use the 12 step recovery program because we work because it works sorry and it's it's a program of taking a look at yourself, seeing potentially what you need to help solve your problems, looking to a power greater than yourself. We refer to it as a higher power, and that's that can be very different can person be anything. to person. Yes. Abs- absolutely. So in that sense, it's universal. It's not, it's not particularly religious, for example. Indeed not. No, no, all-inclusive. And, and we have members who do have very... very established and fixed religious beliefs that that the program works for also though those that don't that the program works for but fundamentally it's the the program involves a 12-step process that will allow you to look at yourself to clear up the wreckage of your past to look at how you can bring into life more positive things uh, to help others to carry that message on to other people and ultimately to live one day at a time, long-term, drug and alcohol-free. Now, if we were talking about the type of people who would access the service, what, what, type, what type of people are is, is there a particular qualification, type of person, age, gender, oh, whatever? In, indeed not, indeed not. I mean, really, really all-inclusive. We have members who who you would perhaps think were stereotypical drug addicts, whatever that may be in your mind, uh, ranging through to people who you wouldn't, you would never even imagine would have problems with drugs or alcohol. The, the wonderful thing about Cocaine Anonymous is it's not just for heroin addicts. It's not just for cocaine addicts. It's not just for alcoholics. We have members who are perhaps drinking a bit too much wine and can't get on top of it, or perhaps were put on prescription medication many years ago and can't get off of it, are, are stuck at home on their own, maybe listening to this show now, thinking, I just, there's no one I can go to, there's no one I can talk to, because I'm not even sure if it, if it really is addiction or if it really is a problem. And I suppose for some people, it's, it's a hard thing maybe to admit that they have uh, an addiction. So getting to that place where you can say, actually, I do have a problem here and I need help, that, that can be a, be a challenge in itself, can't it? Indeed. And, and 
the, the first step in the 12-step program is about that, is, is admitting that we have a problem because that initial surrender is what the rest of the program's built on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing, of course, is just going along to that first meeting. Can you remember the very first time that you went along uh, to, to a meeting? Was the old heart thumping? And, uh, and, and, and when people do go along, you know, what, what are the experience? Uh, indeed, I can remember the first time. And thankfully, I was supported by another member of the fellowship who, who took me along. And, and the meetings, when we look at... Uh, so we meet regularly to, to share our experience, our strength, our hope, to share a vision for the newcomer and to support each other. There are multiple meetings in Bournemouth Christchurch and Poole area. I think we're on about 18 a week in this area. We also have online meetings. And typically, if someone came to a face-to-face meeting, they would hear a member share about their experience, about what it was like, what happened, what it's like now, and how life is for them now. And then people from the floor are invited to share back if they want. There's no, there's certainly no pressure to do that. And it's a great, just some meetings are closed and for addicts only, and some meetings are open. A lot of our meetings are open, which means you can take a family member with you, who can kind of support you. You can take a friend who may not be an addict or indeed you can you can call us and we can arrange for someone to meet you at one of the meetings. So, the, I mean, your first time making, you know, making it more personal, did, did were you very quickly put at your ease when you went through that door? How long did it take you to settle? I, I mean, I don't, as a person, I don't naturally settle into unusual situations very easily and... and I've got to be honest, in that situation, I had experienced nothing like it until that point, because what I quickly discovered in Cocaine Anonymous is I was surrounded by people who knew what I knew, who felt what I felt, who had had similar experiences to me. And there was a real, uh, for lack of another phrase, a real brothers in arms feeling. So it's based on relationships, one to the other. Very much so, very much so. There's, there's a piece of uh, 12-step literature and it talks, about, um, it talks about a thing called the language of the heart rather than just what we're saying. And they were saying, you know, it says when that happens, it's unmistakable. There, there's, there's, a, there's a link and um, it's very, very powerful. And I suppose that you know, knowing that there are other people there who have similar type challenges and so on in itself is a bit of a comfort once you get over the will i be accepted and so on and uh is this really for me i guess once you get beyond that then you can really begin to get to know other people and get get into the basis of of challenging the addiction indeed and and i think one of the key points with uh addiction whether it's drugs or alcohol or you know even problematic drug use or alcohol use is the very nature of it tends to separate and separate you from support, from family, from loved ones, from children, from people who care. And that loneliness can be such a block to someone who wants to investigate recovery and look at options. And that is a lot of, you know, when we talk about the the meetings and us getting together, that really, really combats that so we know we're not alone in this. I mean, inevitably, there'll be people listening to us right now and they may have somebody close to them, or a friend or perhaps somebody in in their family and they're thinking, you know, that actually 
the, the possible place for my friend, you know, my son, my daughter to go but of course it's quite difficult isn't it when you can identify the needs in other people people have to come to that point where they themselves recognize but what sort of advice would you give to somebody looking on seeing a loved one suffering and feeling a bit powerless to do anything about it so i mean our website is a is a really good resource for that so www.casafecentral.com uk is is available for anybody to go and have a look it has a lot of our literature on it has <coughs> excuse me some kind of signposting it has a helpline number you don't have to be to call that number to access that you don't have to be uh having problems with drug or alcohol it's also open to family members and, and people who are affected by addiction as well because the the thing with uh, addiction problematic drug and alcohol use is it's not only the person who's drinking and using who are affected it spreads out and it affects anyone who comes into contact with mm-hmm. them thankfully as does recovery which is one of the wonderful things about it now obviously in in these days of financial challenges and my goodness aren't they going to get worse as we go forward uh, do people have to pay to come along to the groups no <clears throat> no we are um what we term as self-supporting so the uh the logic behind that is uh there's a phrase who whoever pays the piper is apt to call the tune so we don't take funding from anyone outside and we don't charge our members we have um one of our traditions uh is about us being self-supporting and and what happens at meetings is a pot will be passed around and donations are taken and those donations are used uh to pay for the tea and coffee and the biscuits because we like a biscuit who doesn't indeed indeed (laughs) pay for the the venue the rent of the venue and any money that's left over goes through our service structure to fund things like the website and the um and the helpline but the pot goes round it's an anonymous donation and it you put in or not however however it as you can you. afford or whatever and i guess Indeed. some people in, in truth put in more and maybe some people a bit less but it's sort of and, and i guess it's also a way of supporting one another isn't it because the truth is that some of us maybe have a little bit more cash than others Indeed, indeed. And and it can be a consequence of uh, ongoing recovery and the working and reworking of of the 12 steps of Cocaine Anonymous. Uh, People get their lives back together. They become employable again. They become trustworthy. Because not everyone, but some people through that journey will lose the ability to be productive members of society, will lose jobs, will lose homes, families. And, you know, the rebuilding process can be quite a long one not everyone some people come into our fellowships they've still got their jobs they've still got their family and and you know thankfully they they got in soon enough well let's have our first piece of music now you've chosen the music uh, today and you've chosen uh, what faith can do by cutlass why why this one i think so when i was thinking about when we spoke about it a, a couple of songs to put your way i i think it's just filled with so much hope and w- one of our strap lines for our fellowship is hope, faith, and courage, and and it and it really strikes me that 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 comes across in this particular track. 
This is Hope FM. Well, that's uh, Cutlass there, uh, What Faith Can Do. And my very special guest today is Alan from Cocaine uh, Anonymous. Uh, now, Alan, obviously, you've gone through the programme uh, yourself. You're, you're sitting here as a, as a, as a sitting testimony. <laughs> but, but what was your journey like? So it's, it's a funny thing because sometimes I think my journey was a typical one. But the reality is, after quite a few years in Cocaine Anonymous... I've realised there is no typical journey. Everybody's is very individual. But the process for me, uh, I started drinking alcohol and it escalated and and became a problem and started to get out of control. And I didn't realise at the time that I was kind of self-medicating. I was using drinking to treat a condition I didn't know I had and I didn't understand at the time and that... That was the condition of addiction, of alcoholism and later drug addiction. And the alcohol stopped working and I moved on to other substances and and kind of through the process, the, the, the consequence of that was anyone close to me, anyone who cared about me, anybody who loved me or wanted to help me got hurt. You showed and them out, basically. Absolutely unintentionally. I, I think from from someone who's been through that process point of view it's not something you want to do but it's something that inevitably inevitably happens and and I got to to a process where I'd kind of lost pretty much everything I'd I'd ended up uh, being homeless things things were very very dark and an opportunity was presented to uh, to go to a meeting to to check out a meeting and, and to check out recovery and i'd i'd heard a little bit about 12 step recovery i didn't really know much about it but what i knew is i'd had enough but were you at that point where you needed it that you were ready i think i'd i mean to be honest blair i think i'd needed it for quite a few years and and i'm and i and i'm never really sure about the ready part of it to me it i wanted to check it out I I wanted to change and I wanted something different. I didn't really understand what was going to be asked of me, what was going to be required of me. I just knew something had to change. So you go to that first meeting and uh, I was saying about, you know, the nervousness. But but what was it really like for you? It I mean, it it was truly a revelation. It it. There are a couple of different types of meetings. Some are literature-based and are almost uh, study meetings. And, and we'll look at the big book, what we call the big book. So we use the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is uh, the textbook that that fellowship developed back in the 50s. And it's just been so effective and worked for so many years. Thankfully, the founders of Cocaine Anonymous went to Alcoholics Anonymous and said, can we use your literature? And they went, yes, you can. Not only can you use it, but you can use it for free. The only thing we ask is that you don't change it. So we use we use this textbook, the, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and some meetings are around studying that, and some are what we call just a share meeting, where a member will share their story. And this particular man shared his story that, that, that night, and... Some of the things I didn't identify with, some of the things were alien to me, 
but some of the things weren't. And it was a real revelation to to realise I wasn't alone. Now, you mentioned about the cup of tea and the biscuit and uh, and the relationship. Did that help to put you at, at your ease? And when, when you discovered that actually there you were, first time, but there were other people there, did that help you? Very, very much so. As, as I touched on earlier, the drug addiction, alcoholism, problematic drug or alcohol use will very often separate the person who's using from everyone around them and I had been separated and felt separated for a long time and I have a real memory of walking into that meeting for the first time and a number of people coming up to me shaking my hand saying hi my name is and welcome hi my name is do you want a cup of tea hi it's great to see you and that really really there was there was so much power in that connection and there is power in people to people, isn't there? I mean, obviously, a lot of people are nervous, you know, because there's that fear of rejection and all sorts of reasons why people find it difficult to mix with other people. But I guess that getting over that hump, uh, when you do, then one of the things that helps you to recover is indeed the fact that, that you're recovering with others who are supporting or each supporting one another. Absolutely, absolutely. And, it, and that's fundamental, fundamental mm. to the fellowship mm. of Cocaine Anonymous. And, and that's why we're a fellowship. There are sometimes when I share parts of my story and if I share it to someone who's not, who hasn't had that experience, people's heads will kind of tilt and they'll glaze over and kind of wonder what you're on about. But sometimes I share parts of my story with another addict and they give you that little wry smile and that kind of tip of the head i and know you just think i know mid <laughs> got it yeah i've got it which yeah. is so again you know I, mm. I default to the word powerful again and again because there is in my experience a real feeling of power within this fellowship i mean obviously we've been through probably the worst couple of years with the pandemic and of course now even the threat of, of what we see in, in the in the war in Europe with Ukraine it just plays on on people has has all of that and indeed what we're still going through to some degree has that meant that there's there's many more people who because of not being able to cope are, are turning to you know to, to, to drugs or to alcohol or whatever to help them to cope just like like you did for other reasons it's difficult it's difficult to kind of give a give a solid answer on that because we don't although worldwide as a worldwide fellowship through the public information uh committees that we have we do collect a certain amount of data we don't hold numbers and take because we're an anonymous fellowship people come and go we we don't take fixed numbers like that what my experience uh in being in the fellowship for a number of years is there's always people coming through the door there's always another person there are some people who will come and go and come back but there's always another new person another new person another new person and i think as time as time goes on that that's just been a constant yeah and of course we do know uh, that you know that 
the the pandemic, one of you know the challenges that we're seeing, has affected people, particularly young young men. Uh, the, the, the there's a very high incidence of of mental health breakdowns and so on. So it's great actually that there are organisations like uh, Cocaine Anonymous that are there uh, to help. Uh, what about relapse? Because I mean, obviously, sometimes a journey to recovery can have bumps in the road. Uh, I guess you've seen a lot of that, but it's not the end of the road, is it? Absolutely not. And it's not it's not a requirement. People, you know, some people do relapse, some people don't. I know people who who have who have been in the fellowship for many years and have just came into the fellowship and just stayed. You know, they have found the easier, softer option is to just come, work the programme and stay. I also know many people who have uh not who have gone back to using, back to drinking. I always think that we're just keeping a seat warm for them to come back when they're ready. Mm. I, I've known plenty of people who have come back. Now, tragically, not everyone makes it back. The reality of drug addiction and alcoholism is uh, it can be fatal. And, and that's not scare tactics. Well, that's, that's a sad the reality. reality. Yeah, and I guess that you've, you have friends who you've seen that haven't made it on. I mean, many people... We have the, had the same uh, experience, but on the other hand, that loneliness and isolation, and if it, I mean, addiction can lead you to an isolated position where your back's against the wall and you don't know what you know where you're going to go. So, the message this morning is: well, you don't need to be on your own because actually, there's a there's a there's a there's help out there in the form of Cocaine Anonymous. How do they find you? So. In this wonderful age of, of websites, so as, as I mentioned earlier, going online, uh, www.casouthcentral, one word, .uk. Go onto the website. There's lots of resources on there. There's literature to look at. There's a list of local meetings where you can find So meetings. there's a group near you, you can be sure. I Absolutely. There absolutely is every day, most lunch times, every night, plus... Now, of course, in the online world with Zoom, we have meetings all over the world that can be accessed. You can also call our helpline, our national helpline, which is 0800 612 0225. That's 0800 612 0225. And that's manned 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. seven days a week. And when it's not manned, you can leave a message. That's the national helpline, but but the person on the helpline can put you in touch with someone local to you wherever you are. And do you meet, I mean, obviously you have your formal meetings and you're going through the steps, but do you have other times of meeting, you know, for, for, for just fun? I mean, so, so we have our, what tends to happen is you get to know people, you get to meet new friends, and recovery became and continues to be fundamental in my life but there are lots of other things I do in my life and some of those things are with people that I've met at meetings and we found we've got common interests so this is not just about what you do for that hour when you're in a meeting this is about life this is about getting out living life well, Alan, thank you so much for being my guest. You'll have to come back again and, and tell us some, some more. We've got a wee bit more time. Now, your, your second piece of music is from Plum, uh, Need You Now. Why have you chosen this one? I mean, th- this one's just a real reminder that we don't have to do this on our own and we're not alone. Alan, thanks very much. 
This is Hope FM. Well, that's a great track from Plum there, I Need You Now. And just to say that if you want to get in contact with, with CA, as Alan said there, you can do that in, in a couple of ways. You can go to the website where there's a, an abundance of information there about what the group does and indeed about where the various groups are that meet. And that's uh, casouthcentral.uk, obviously www.casouthcentral.uk. Or you can phone the National Helpline, and that is 0800 612 That's 0800 um, uh, 612 And uh, we'll be having some more guests from uh, Cocaine Anonymous as we go forward uh, into, uh, into the summer and so on. But just now, let's hear uh, some words from our sponsors. This is Hope FM.